Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in K-State, brought to you by BetOnline. Football is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Joe, good afternoon, my good friend. We had a bye week. It was some very good football across the country, but our Wildcats are coming back to face a very hot team in TCU. Looking forward to talk about that, Joe. But also, we had some interesting games around the Big 12 last weekend as well. So maybe we'll start things off with kind of recapping the way the Big 12 looks right now. And then we'll get into TCU and the Wildcats this Saturday. Yep, sounds good to me. Want to start with that TCU-Oklahoma State game? Yeah, that's a good one to start with. It was a classic. It was a classic. Uh, it was. Uh, I think you picked TCU in that one, and I picked Oklahoma State. Oh, yep, I, thought I did. We both thought it could go either way, and I guess that's how it ended up. <laughs> Two overtimes. Uh, kind of an interesting game. Oklahoma State got out to that big lead, and TCU didn't go away. Ended up getting that victory. I don't know what you thought about it. I thought Oklahoma State could have won it in that second overtime. That kind of sticks in my mind where um, they could, or that, I'm sorry, that first overtime right. where they scored a touchdown. I thought they should have gone for two points there and gone for the win. Because I didn't think at that point they were going to stop TCU. I thought TCU was pretty much doing whatever they wanted and uh, would have probably scored a touchdown in that second overtime, which they ended up doing. So anyway, I thought in that first overtime, Oklahoma State should have gone for the win going for two, but instead they kicked the extra point and ended up losing the game. Mike Gundy kind of played that a little conservative, but don't know what you thought about that, but that's kind of my thoughts. Joe, I can completely agree. I was shocked that Mike Gundy um, played that conservative. But then when I thought about it again, uh, I think he had more faith in his defense that he can come back and do it again and hold TCU. But I would have on the road went on and if I was Gundy and went for the win because the more and more you keep going to overtime, the more and more the opportunity for the other team to be able to pull it off. And like you said, TCU had some momentum because they were down 16 points 
And they stormed back on Oklahoma State and rallied um, Joe with a great offense. And then they got some unique stops and good stops on the defensive end to hold Oklahoma State to force it to overtime. I just think all the momentum and the home field advantage was riding with TCU. I agree with you 100%. Gundy went a little too safe. Yeah, I can't. Kind of might take away from the game, too. So, well, surprisingly, though, Oklahoma State, uh, you, you know, they they jumped out to that lead, Joe. And I think they kind of let off the gas a little bit, thought they were going to be able to just get home free. But as we get ready to talk about TCU a little bit, which we're going to discuss further. They just got too much firepower for you to not keep your foot on the metal and you got to score as many points as you can. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't let them back in the game like that. And, you know, I was kind of switching between that game and the uh, Alabama and Tennessee game. I mean, I had <laughs> too many games. You know, I didn't have enough TVs to – to watch every yeah. game I wanted to, but that was another yeah, yeah. crazy game. I know it's not Big 12, but wow, that no, ending that was, was crazy. Extraordinary win for Tennessee, exactly right. Yeah. Well, another game, Joe, uh, in the Big 12 that uh, I predicted as well, the Kansas-Oklahoma game. Oklahoma finally got off the snot and broke their three-game losing streak. They beat a Kansas team 52-42. to in Norman, Oklahoma got up real big. Gabriel was back at the helm for the Sooners. Uh, they stopped their skid, but they still showed some deficiencies on defense with KU still scoring 42 points. Glad my gut feeling was right about that game that Oklahoma was going to take it. And I figured Oklahoma would do well in that game and kind of come back to life a little bit. And that's what happened. Offensively, KU couldn't stop them. The game could have even been worse. I think Oklahoma turned it over three times. Uh, So if they didn't even have those three turnovers, they could have scored even more on KU. KU's defense, just they couldn't stop them at all. Now, KU's offense, that kind of worries me, you know, (laughs) as far as uh, playing them here in in a few weeks. Their offense looks good, even with backup quarterback but they just couldn't do anything defensively to stop Oklahoma. And it'll be interesting to see if Oklahoma, if that kind of wakes them up and they turn things around, or if that was one off for them. Yeah, and I think it is, but they're going to go on the road and play a tough Iowa State team this week. Uh, I'm sorry, they got a bye week, and then they go on the road to play Iowa State. It still can get tricky, and then they got Baylor at home. But I do think it, it gives them a spark. It uh, kind of got them off the snide a little bit and coming off that embarrassing loss to Texas, get them back a little bit in some forward momentum. And that, uh, speaking that, of – go ahead. Yeah, that, I think you were going here next anyway, that Texas-Iowa State game. Correct. Yeah, Iowa State's defense is for real. I mean, they've, they've convinced me now. <laughs> and they could have won that game. They had a dropped pass by Hutchinson. Kind of the same kind of situation that he dropped a pass in the K-State game, you know, late in the game. Could have had, could have got him in the field goal range to at least tie it. Uh, but he dropped it. 
and you know texas gets the 24 to 21 win but that was kind of a that was a better game than i thought it was gonna be another game i think iowa state just peed down their leg completely they completely outplayed texas all the way around mm-hmm. other than the scoreboard joe it is in, uh, and, and this is a little bit embarrassing for a matt campbell team even though they were on the road they found a way to lose the game um it showed me a lot more than Iowa State, as you talked about. The Iowa State defense is good, and it's really good when they're at home, but it is still good on the road to be able to play against a Texas team who just came off annihilation of Oklahoma and looked like they was firing on all cylinders. Texas, I mean, Iowa State made them look human and really just blew the game. They had all the chances in the world to just blew the game and, uh, you know, had that turnover at the end and they was driving again and had a fumble, you know, which would have put them in position. Like you said, the receiver that dropped the sure touchdown, it was just an unbelievable bad loss for Iowa State. And I was I was kind of hurt for them guys because I thought they had Texas and they kept Texas alive. A little bit with a you know with a victory of 24-21. But and I'm not saying this was more that Texas didn't look as good. I'm just saying this was an Iowa State team that we saw the week before where we had to get out of there 10 to 9 that can play some pretty good football. They just having some bad luck starting in Big 12 play. Yeah, that win for K State over Iowa State now looks a lot better in my eyes. Just be, just because Iowa State's been doing this to everybody, they've been shutting down everybody, and eventually Iowa State's going to win some of these games. So uh, you know, I'm kind of glad we played them already and got got that victory over them. But yeah, and then the other Thursday night game was the West Virginia and Baylor. Baylor beats West Virginia. I mean, West Virginia beats Baylor forty three to forty at home. Surprised me but it maybe gave West Virginia a little bit of life. They do find a way to play well at home. They got some offense, not much defense. Um, Their quarterback for Baylor went out, uh, which made the game a little bit more interesting. But all in all, West Virginia finds a way to get the W. Kind of surprising to me, too. I thought Baylor was going to take that one. Kudos to West Virginia. I mean, they've they've been playing up and down, to be honest. They've they've won a couple games, a couple big games. So they're gonna stick around and they're gonna beat some teams here down the stretch, I think. And that game against West Virginia for K-State looks scary. <laughs> it could be there's no gimmies coming up on the schedule, that's for sure. No, it looks making it look and we always I always thought it would be tricky. Yeah. Just to sheer um West Virginia, what they're able to do at home, but I didn't know what position West Virginia be in about time K State playing. But it looks like they're hanging around. They found a victory. They got to go on the road to play Texas Tech this week. That's another tricky one for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. If they can find a way to beat a win a road game and get themselves a little confidence, they become a little bit more of a dangerous team. Yeah. Well, the Big Twelve race right now, we got the two leaders that are only undefeated in the Big 12. Unfortunately, we got a bad loss to Tulane. Uh, this would probably be one of the biggest games in the country if we were 6-0, and but that is ifs and shoulda 
but mm-hmm. we still got an undefeated Kansas State Big 12 team and Big 12 conference play coming up against an undefeated overall TCU team. And Joe, when I look at this game and look at it from the top line before we dig into it a little bit, what I look at is we know that TCU is explosive. They're going to score, and they've been scoring on everybody. Yep. But what we also can tell, Joe, is that they they will give up some points and they'll give up some yards. They're giving up about 400 total yards a game uh, on the defense. So, and they'll, and they'll give up some points. The question is, will our defense be able to rise to the occasion to kind of minimize where these guys are averaging 40-some-plus points a game? Well, maybe we could keep them into the 20s, uh, mid-20s or so, and we can score into 30s and then get out of here with a win. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and that's the story of the game, I think, is can K-State slow down TCU's offense enough and score enough <laughs> to, to uh, get that victory? TCU's offense is number three in the country. 14th ranked rush offense. 23rd ranked pass offense, so they do everything well. Their defense, their pass defense is 103rd in the country, so they give up some passing yards. Their rush defense is 55th in the country. So the thing about their pass defense being so poor is A State's pass offense hasn't been great. Right. A State's pass offense is 119th in the country. So that'll be interesting. I think. K-State will have to pass the ball and pass it well and score some points on them, obviously. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's just going to be our defense being able to slow down their offense. So TCU scored at least 38 points in every game they've played, and the most points K-State's given up this season is 34 points, and that was against Oklahoma. Opponents are averaging 16 and a half points a game against K-State. So with TCU scoring at least 38 points a game and K-State averaging giving up about 16 and a half points a game, something's got to give there. Something's got to give, and that's that midway point. So, you know, as as you broke it down and was able to dig into the, you know, the team leaders and where we stand on both sides of the ball, as I look at this closer, I'm going to look at the quarterback play and why this game is going to be so evenly matched. And I think because you got Max Duggan on the TCU side, who's a veteran quarterback. He's played a lot of football, Joe. He seems like he's been around a long time at TCU. He's had some struggles up and down, lost his job at some point. But now he's the man that's really entrenched. And you can see his veteran leadership come into play. I mean, he's only threw one interception on the year. He's threw for 16 touchdowns and about almost 1,600 yards. So this guy can do it. But let me tell you, Joe, what's helping Max Dugan is a guy named uh, Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnston, number one for TCU. He's a junior, 6'4", 215, wide receiver from Temple, Texas. When I tell you this man is a man receiver, Joe, 
He is the real deal. He is a guy that will make plays for TCU when you don't think it's a play. We've got to find some kind of way to contain him. And hasn't he had a really good game the last few games, especially? So he's kind of really turned it on in the Big 12 season, actually. He's turned it on in the Big 12. He only got two touchdowns on the year, Joe, and he's got 34 receptions for 500 yards. But his big work has been in the big games against Oklahoma State and against Kansas. He was a little quiet coming into the year, but I'm telling you, this guy's a definitely a pro, and he can play. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. TCU overall, I, I still don't have a real good feel about how good they are. I mean, I know they're good. <laughs> they just beat right. Oklahoma State, which is the conference favorite most likely. But And they could score a lot of points. Would it surprise you if they lost a few games in a row coming up here? It really wouldn't me. They've had some close games. Right now, this looks like, you know, it's a conference game of the week, obviously, to get two teams that are in first place after three games. But that's why this one will be interesting to me. I don't think that, like, they're this unbeatable force or anything like that. While their stats look good, Max Duggan, you know, he's sixth in the country at faster rating. He's playing great. But I just don't have a good feel. I mean, they don't, you know, they talk about the eye test. They don't really look to me like they're the, you know, runaway. Like they're going to run away with this conference or anything like that. They don't look like oh. the, the typical, you know, best team in the conference. Well, Joe, I think what you're saying, and you're saying it without really saying it, they don't look like the Oklahomas of the world that's been world beaters over the last year that you can right. see that just looks so much dominant than all the rest of the teams. They've yeah. won every game they that's on their schedule. That's why they're in the position they are in. They did dominate an Oklahoma team that we can see that are a little bit maligned. Uh, and But they struggled. I won't say struggle. They only won a touchdown against Kansas, and the backup quarterback came in. The game was Nick and Tuck. And they did come back. What impressed me, they did come back on a tough Oklahoma State team. But I agree with you, Joe. I think this team is still a team, when you look at their schedule, they beat a Colorado team that wasn't good. They beat a Tarleton team that wasn't good. They beat an SMU team only by eight that you could say, uh, but they've been able to handle a big 12 play three and oh, that's why I think they're getting the claim and the respect that they're getting so far is because they have beat Oklahoma, Kansas and Oklahoma state all in a row where we've beaten Oklahoma, Texas tech and Iowa state, you know, they've yeah. got that victory last week against an Oklahoma State team who are presumably presumed to be the conference champions, the trendy pick along with Baylor when the season starts. So I think that's why they're getting a little bit of the edge. They're getting a little bit of the edge with the national media. But I think without a doubt, very confidently, I think Kansas State will pull this game off. It's going to be a dogfight, Joe. It might be a potential another overtime-type game. But I think for whatever reason, we don't get too um, disjointed on the road 
and all the time when we come off of kind of a subpar offensive game, so to speak, we usually come back with an explosive offensive game. And I think our defense is going to be just good enough to make enough plays to get us off the field when we need to. And I think we'll escape out of here with a six-point game. I think we'll win 34-28. Yeah, I like that pick. And I agree with you. I think um, the game scares me that it's on the road. TCU's got it at home. But they're going to have a little bit of a letdown factor, I think. After I mean, their fans stormed the field like they had just won the conference when they beat Oklahoma State. They're, you know, their confidence is sky high. But I think, you know, they're apt for a letdown here, especially since they're undefeated on the year. They don't pass the high test with me that they're going to run away with this conference or anything like that. And... Yeah, I think K-State can go in there. And like you said, I think it'll be a dogfight. And I'm thinking something maybe like 27-24 K-State with like a three-point victory, something like that. TCU's good, but K-State, you know, I think the bye week really will help us because with those injuries. And Chris Climate said today, everyone played in the last game is going to play in this game. Lee Duke is going to practice today. So we'll be at 100% starting the game off. So I think the bye week really helped us, you know, kind of get healthy, gave us an extra week to kind of game plan against TCU. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I, think, I go back and forth on this. <laughs> I might wake up in the morning and feel differently. But as of right now, I think K-State probably gets a three-point victory. Well, I had K-State winning this game at the beginning of the year. And I know yeah, TCU – I did too. TCU has changed their fortunes and surprised all of us, Joe, uh, with their play. Some people thought they would be pretty good, but not this good, this fast with Sonny mm-hmm. Dykes. I, I just think that TCU crowd in that environment, even though it's a night game, it's only about 46,000 or so they hold, Joe. It's it's nothing like Norman. Uh, yeah. It's nothing like that environment. So I think mentally – on the Iowa State environment. So I do think Kansas State, because we didn't have these couple primetime road um, Big 12 night games, we've kind of auditioned a couple times with this. We understand the flow, how the day going to go, how you should rest, the whole process. I think we'll have a good feel coming into this game, and uh, we'll be fired up to ready to go. I'm really interested to see Martinez uh, continue to get back on track of really running the ball, making the timely throws. And I do think you're going to see some passing game, not like you expect from from TCU or some of the other guys, but I think you're going to see some big play potential with Knowles and Brooks and, and, uh, and, and, and those receivers. And maybe some action out of the out of the backfield with Deuce Vaughn as well, getting him more involved in the passing game. And I think we're going to see Deuce Vaughn. It's time for him to get back on track. He's had to score that many touchdowns in a while, Joe. It's time for him to really kind of get back on track in the running game. I think we're still going to try to establish that. That's just who we are. But we are going to have to throw the ball, and we're going to have to keep pace with the scoring. Yeah, I agree with you. And 
especially on Deuce. I uh, I know he was kind of banked up in the last game, but he needs to get on back, back on track. They need to uh, get him the ball and, you know, maybe get Giddens in there a little bit earlier to give him a little breather, maybe in the second quarter, get him some series. I agree. To a uh, nice change. Yeah, change the pace a little bit because Giddens is doing great, I think. It's been a lot of deuce, 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 deuce. And then, you know, he doesn't do anything and there's a three and out. And <laughs> so, yeah, change of pace would be nice. And if there's not a hole open for Deuce Vaughn, yeah, I kind of, I was telling my dad this, it kind of reminds me of Barry Sanders back in the day. If Barry didn't really have anywhere to run, he'd get, you know, tackled for a loss. Now, he he did make some great runs when he didn't have holes, but what I'm saying is if, there's no, if, if the line doesn't make those holes, then a lot of times he gets stuffed, and that happens a lot with Deuce Vaughn just because he's so right. small, I think. No, so, he's a small back. You're exactly right, Joe. He just – I mean, he is tough. He is strong, but he's just yeah. so little. Sometimes right. you need that bigger back. I think in certain situations, I see what you're saying, and I agree with 100%. Getting – we know Deuce Vaughn is an overall better running back than, DG, than Giddings. But what Giddings can get you, it can get you a tough two, three yards sometime when there's nothing there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, it can, and we need that, you know, to help, you know, take a little relief off of um, Deuce, uh, you know, change your pace a little bit, ram it in there when we can still, you know, do some play action or some other stuff to set some things up. But we definitely gonna gonna need that change of pace. When you look at this as well, you talked about TCU and the scoring, Joe. The least they've scored this year, like you said, is 38 points. And they've done that twice against Kansas and Colorado. So I look for TCU just like any time. Teams can't keep running on that toward pace. They got to have a little bit of chink of the armor, a little bit. And I think our defense will be the right recipe and medicine that can pressure Duggan, Duggan get him off his square a little bit. He, he does run well, too, though, Joe. So we have to be cognizant of that and staying in our lanes on the defensive side of the ball. But we're going to have to – we can't let this guy just sit back there and have seven-on-seven target practice. We got to make it uncomfortable for him. Right. And that's why I'm kind of excited that uh, Khalid Duke is going to play. Yeah, that's big. If he's going to be back, I was worried about him. Yeah. So, yeah, can't give him all day back there to find those receivers, that's for sure. And our secondary has been playing really well, and that's another reason that I think that it kind of gives us the advantage maybe that other teams that haven't had against TCU is that we've been playing so well in the secondary and that's TCU's strength too is passing the ball. So no, no doubt. So it's a hundred percent that TCU is going to face their best defense this week with us. Mm-hmm. Not all the teams they play, maybe Okie state. You can make an argument. Okie state defense is probably up there with K state. Mm-hmm. But I think we might have a little bit of an edge, but you can give an argument with Okie State. But um, so it'll be a definitely it's going to be a definitely interesting litmus test, though, as we get ready for Saturday night. 
Yeah, probably definitely. one of the biggest, probably one of the biggest games in a while for us on the schedule, though. You know, when you look at it, it's pretty exciting to be in this position. It's exciting to be in this position, Joe. You're exactly right, and and I I I beat my head up against the wall. The more and more you go back to that Tulane game and be like, Jesus Christ! I know. <laughs> I'm the same way. How you know, look what we, right. Look what we really could have been. You know, and Tulane's playing great. Like I said, after right after the Tulane game, I said they're a good team, but we, you know, did we should have still won the game. You know, that's that's the game where Adrian Martinez would never pass the ball downfield, and even though he had open receivers and he was real tentative and still kind of learning his way a little bit, you know, kind of afraid and tentative to make a mistake. I think if we yeah. if we replay that game today or this weekend or whatever, that K State probably gets that victory. So, I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Well, Joe, you uh, you got plans for where you're gonna? You got a big party watching the game, or you just gonna do it quietly with the family? What you doing? I'm gonna have some friends over, and uh, I'm gonna make something on the smoker. Uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, pulled pork or something like that. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I've got some friends coming over and gonna watch it at my house. So well that'd be good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna gravitate with a few fruit buddies, K State buddies that's in the city as well. And we're gonna we're gonna watch it at uh, one of their houses and kick back and see if we can get us a victory. I hope so. It'll be a nerve-wracking game. I have a feeling just like that they're all gonna be <laughs> Yeah, so. it's gonna be looking. It's gonna. It looks like that. We can beat everyone on our schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with no problem, and we can lose everyone on our schedule. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of way. To, that's kind of way the Big Twelve is shaping up. But I do feel good, Joe, that something special is on the horizon. So looking forward to it, and uh, it should be. Uh, should be a great game. Should be. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. Well, we'll well bet online is believe in K State. Get yourself get out to bet online. The show is brought to you by Bet Online. And uh, if you want to do a little wagering, if you've got a little little few dollars you want to bet, I would say take K State. I'm staying away from this one. <laughs> I would. Uh, if you had a couple of dollars, I'd say take it to three and a half. But I understand. Yeah, if. Yeah, pull it to my head. I'd take K State, but I still think I'm <laughs> staying away from it. <laughs> and that's probably the safe. That's probably the safe bet. That's probably the yes, safe sir. bet. All right, Joe, you have a great one, brother. We'll All talk right. to you next week. Go Wildcats! Sounds good, Reggie. Talk to you later. Bye. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Spring? Is that you? 
Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.